Welcome to episode three of the Scrap Cave Podcast. Still no sponsors yet, so can't tell you that it's broke to you by anybody. But I can tell you that we did sponsor a few other things today. I'll let you know what those things are at the end of the podcast, as per usual. It was a fun weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Fun weekend. A lot of things happen in sports. Sports are now fully back in swing outside of football. So there's a whole lot of baseball and basketball every day. And it is just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So we're going to get into some basketball updates. We're going to get some updates on baseball and what's been going on with that. NFL, not too much headway, but we're going to give you the latest news on that. But first, we're going to start with college football. College football, ladies and gentlemen, finally, the slaves have spoken. That's right. I said it. The slaves. Modern day slavery is a college athlete. And they have finally spoken. The Pac-12 has essentially put together its own version of coalition slash union unofficially. They have put a list of demands together. They have put it out there on the Players' Tribune. Shout out to the Players' Tribune for being a good voice for everybody. And they have listed demands going from health care that extends past their college playing days all the way up to racial equality, Black Lives Matter movement. There's also been a push for a Rooney Rule type of situation in college football which would require a certain amount of minority coaches to be interviewed each time for a position before a coach is hired. And the NFL had that and it used to be good, and now it's just a shit show and a smokescreen because they already know who they want ahead of time, and they're just putting these gentlemen through the ringers for fun. But it's a big day. It's a big day for college sports because at the end of today, Dwayne The Rock Johnson announced that he purchased the XFL. Now, that might seem inconsequential at the moment. However, depending on how this plays out with the college athletes and whether or not the rest of the five or the four power schools, power conferences, I should say, get involved just like the Pac-12 has, let's say the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, all these guys jump in there, the SEC, And now we have the Power Five conferences all with a nice group of players that are demanding that some of these things are met. Obviously, not all the demands are going to get met. They never do. But they're demanding that some of these things get met immediately or they will not be stepping on the field. Now, they're already losing money because of this whole COVID situation. Students not coming back to school for the fall on time. A bunch of schools have already had to cut ancillary sports but let's just say college football doesn't get played this year and college basketball doesn't get played this year if they can't replicate a bubble like the nba that means that these institutions from these power five conferences all these big boys that depend on college football to bring in those billions of dollars which provides everything for their campus from new buildings to new opportunities to expand get more students in there, attract other things so that they can have their money coming in constantly from football, basketball, and everybody else just falls in line and whatever they add to it is fantastic. You lose this money, ladies and gentlemen, you lose college athletics. 
And if you lose college athletics, what do you need? You need a G League. Oh, wait, the NBA's already got one. We've already seen a handful of the top prospects for next year's class, not this year's incoming class, but next year's class. I've already opted to play in the G League and make six figures right away and focus on their game without having to go through and go to college classes, college electives, which are pointless. I've taken them. They're pretty pointless. They're like high school classes all over again. But the NFL doesn't have that, do they? But wait, maybe they do. Maybe The Rock is seizing on an opportunity that we haven't seen yet or we're not able to see just yet because shit hasn't hit the fan. But let's say shit hits the fan. And now, as a high school athlete for football, you can't make the grades to go to JUCO, which is junior college for all you guys that don't know. And you can't get the required scores on a test to go to Big D1 and get that scholarship. Okay. Okay, so what if The Rock is offering you six figures or high five figures to come play football straight out of high school? No class. None of that. Just come. Come hang out, man. Come be with the best trainers. Come be with the best coaches that the NFL can't offer. And just focus on your craft. Problem for the NCAA? Problem for Mr. Emmerich? I think so. I think so. Ladies and gentlemen, I think people are starting to sweat. The Jimbo Fishers of the world, the Sabins of the world, they're starting to sweat because this thing could actually pick up momentum with the Black Lives movement really getting some real good footing with basketball, baseball, and hopefully football to follow. Standing tall with hockey. NASCAR, golf, kind of, sort of, a little bit. This movement's not going anywhere. It's growing. It's clear that it's growing. And if it trickles down to the college ranks, that one institution that nobody's been able to crack for years, ladies and gentlemen, we can see change. Legit change for your children, for their children. There could be some options in football, and that could create quite a conundrum. So I am excited. I hope that the ACC and the SEC, I hope them players jump right in line with this Pac-12 movement, and they get together, and they list the same demands. Let's keep it unified. The same demands. Let's work together. Let's get this done. Let's break that slavery chain. Because, man, if you really, 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 really dig into the NCAA and how it's structured, especially in football where you got to be there for three years, there's no choice. You got to be there. Not like basketball. You can be there for one. Baseball, you can be there for one, two, three, four. doesn't matter. Football, you got to be there for three at the least. If they can break that bullshit and fundamentally change that entire system, then that $15 million The Rock put in to buy the XFL, ooh, talk about a come up. That could be a come up.
a come up and it could shut down college football as we know it. Not for good. College football is going to be fine. It's going to give you a product. People still want scholarships. People still want to get an education, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a whole group of people that don't give a fuck about none of that. All they want to do is ball out till they fall out. And the XFL could be that perfect G League type scenario for the football athlete, for the high school football athlete. I'm excited. I don't know if you are, but I am excited about the possibilities. I'm excited that The Rock has such forward thinking versus Terramana. Fantastic. Thank you, The Rock. That Terramana is phenomenally fantastic, especially for $35 a bottle. Go get yourself a bottle right now. Matter of fact, The Rock, hit us up at the Scrap Cave. Sponsor our next few episodes, baby. We got you. We even buy some of your Under Armour gear, which is fantastically comfortable. Uh, a little bit. I don't know about the whole emblem you got going on. Can't deal with it. But kudos to you, my friend. And kudos to the NFL athletes that will fall in line and support this movement that's been started by the Pac-12. And hopefully this movement that will continue with the other conferences. Come on, guys, get behind it. Let's do it. Let's change it. Let's change it. Let's change it for the future because you know what? We're trying to get change everywhere, so F it. Let's just throw it all against the fucking wall and see what sticks. Wow, I just said F it and then fuck it. That's just doesn't make any sense, but hey, that's what we do here. So I'm excited, y'all. I hope you guys are excited too. We're going to get into some basketball and some baseball. Right now, basketball is delivering. It's been on all day since 140. Every game's been close. Sixers and the Spurs are tied in a good battle right now. Spurs need this game. Sixers really don't need it. But I tell you what, Brett Brown is aging by the second, y'all. Aging by the second. We'll be back with some football and some basketball. Y'all stay tuned. NFL deadline, people. It has been pushed back yet again to Thursday or Friday. So. Theoretically, if it goes to Friday, that would leave NFL teams with about a month and three days to solidify their rosters since the first NFL game is slated to start on the 10th of September. As of right now, 30-plus players have already opted out of the 2020 season amid concerns for their COVID health. I don't blame them, by the way. Not at all. We'll get into that later. Biggest name, in my opinion so far, to opt out, CJ Mosley of the J-E-T-S mess, mess, mess of a motherfucking professional team the Jets are. If you just watched the Jets last year, ladies and gentlemen, they were a significantly different and better team with CJ Mosley on the field than they were with him off it. Go to the tape. Check out the record. Didn't matter that Sam Darnold went and kissed the wrong person. Called himself some mono. That had no bearing on what that team was going to become. Because CJ Mosley was the heart of the front seven. With Adams being the heart of the back. You lose Adams. Now you lose CJ. Got rid of Robbie Anderson in the offseason. Favorite target? Who you left with? You left with Bell. 
I don't even think Bell wants to be there. You might not be able to ring that bell at all by the time the season starts. So shout out to CJ Mosley, making the Jets even more of a hot mess than they already are. And I have a lot of Jets fans, so it pains me to say that. My dad is a Jets fan. Pains me to say that, especially for my pops. He's not getting any younger. You know, would like to see his team make the playoffs again. Not F it up on a butt fumble. Maybe make a Super Bowl. Probably not going to happen, though. Probably not going to happen. So here's what's at stake. If you're considered high risk for COVID, you can opt out with a guaranteed salary $350,000. If you're not considered high risk, you can still opt out for a cool $150,000. Now, if you can't live over $150,000 or $350,000, respectfully, you are living way above your means. Considering that I would venture to guess, and my again, these aren't accurate percentages, so don't hold me to this. But I'm going to go on a limb and say mm, 60 to 75% of the NFL is not wealthy. There's only like a top echelon of player that's getting guaranteed money. And guaranteed good money, for that matter. Outside of the quarterbacks, it's slim pickings, man. You got to be elite to get that money. So I get it. I get it, especially considering the fact that I haven't seen, besides one mock-up of what a mask could potentially look like, I haven't seen one NFL helmet that has what they're going to make these players wear in regards to mouth protection. Because, again, like I said in my last podcast, these guys are face-to-face, breathing on each other, talking that shit. And the fact that these guys haven't come up with something, with something to protect their face and allow them to still breathe throughout the game, it's fucking ridiculous to me. It's fucking ridiculous. So I hope more players opt out. It's like my man OBJ, Odell Beckham, said today. The NFL shouldn't be playing. They shouldn't be playing for two reasons. One, you can't guarantee the safety of your players, your product. Your product is not safe. You are not putting them in a safe environment. That's one. That's the main thing. The second thing is, if you force feed this bullshit, then it gives the NCAA everything they need to force feed their bullshit. Because if the big brother's playing, little brother got to play. There's no excuse. So come on, man. Set a good fucking example for once. Don't start the season. Delay it. You don't have to not play it. Again, fantasy football players all over the world want you to play your season. We need that in our lives. We need that escape. I get it. But don't force it until you're ready. The NBA came up with a plan. The NBA said this is our plan. Players, you good with it? You got any tweaks? The players said, yeah. Here's our tweaks. All right, we're going to compromise. We're going to come together and we're going to make a safe product. Not just for our players and their families, but also for our fans. And so that we can get these checks. Because at the end of the day, like my one of my good friends, my man Will always says, cut the check. Cut the check. Right, And if the NBA didn't do what they're doing now, which is successful, by the way, but if they didn't do that, then the owners could have cut up 
the CBA, which could have led to a strike, which could have led to bad blood, which they haven't had, and that could have just snowballed and ruined a good product. Major League Baseball is in that shit right now. It's going to happen. Like I stated before, it's going to happen. Mark my words, I'm going to keep saying it. It's going to happen. The NFL is pushing the fucking envelope with these guys. They really are. And now that the old white quarterback is kind of going by the wayside a little bit, and the new face of the league is transitioning to the athletic quarterback, I'm not going to say the black quarterback, even though most of the athletic quarterbacks are black. I'm going to say the athletic quarterback because Josh Allen is pretty athletic. Pretty athletic. The dude can run. Dude's got a cannon. Is he going to be successful? Who the hell knows? But he's not black and he's still athletic. So it's not about color. But the athletic quarterback is in. The standstill quarterback is being phased out. If the majority of the quarterbacks are now moving to be black men, then they put their motherfucking foot down. What you going to do? What you going to do? You can't put replacement players in. That shit is not going to look good. That shit is not going to look good. You will pay to see Lamar Jackson run his ass around. You will pay to see Pat Mahomes throwing no-look football passes. You will not pay to see a backup outside of Nick Foles for four quarters. You don't want to see that shit. You don't want to see it. Nobody wants to see Matt Barkley, your starting quarterback for 16 games. Don't want to see it. So you can't have it. So the NFL, get your shit together. Get your shit together. Because just like the Marlins and now the Cardinals, as soon as one team has an outbreak, it's going to snowball. And if you got to start your season and then stop, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. So my suggestion, take it or leave it. Probably going to leave it because who am I, right? Delay it. Don't be in a rush to start this thing in September. Basketball is holding us down right now. Hockey, for those people that love hockey, holding us down right now. Golf, same thing, holding it down right now. Baseball, hopefully, will continue to get their shit together, tighten up their protocols and hold it down. It gives you time to figure your shit out. So when you start, you don't have to stop. And we don't got to worry about if our fantasy league is going to refund us or if they're going to fucking carry that shit over to the next year and all this other hot mess that happens for all our fantasy owners and all the gambling addicts out there that can't wait to bet on every stupid thing you can bet on in the NFL game. Don't blow that money, NFL. Don't blow it because you can only be king for so long. Basketball is coming. Basketball is coming, and if you keep fucking around, basketball finna pass you. And once you lose that grip, ask baseball. It's going to be hard to get it back. It's going to be hard to get it back. So take what the Jets are doing and do the fucking opposite of it. Because if your model for a franchise is the J-E-T-S mess, mess, mess that them niggas are, you're going to lose it, NFL. You're going to lose it, and you're going to have a whole lot more problems than a bunch of people kneeling for a national anthem that doesn't even get televised on most major broadcasts. Just saying.
Just saying, pick your battles, bro. Pick your battles. By the way, picking the battles. Where is Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones has been awfully quiet this entire time. There's a whole lot of owners speaking up about a whole lot of stuff. Mainly Black Lives Matter, obviously. Dougie P, he's not saying a lot, but that's because he got COVID. But he's asymptomatic, so thankfully he's okay. I like Dougie P. Don't like the Eagles, but I do like my man Dougie P. He's the man. Oh, shout out to Carson Wentz, the athletic non-African-American quarterback. There's another one. Bow, that's two. Got to get this under control. You got to have some more owners with some balls to speak on it. Not too well. The Jets owner, the government's looking into him for some stuff. Not the guy who's currently running the team, but his brother who actually owns the motherfucker. Just saying. Just saying. NFL, get your shit together. Tighten it up. Tighten it up before you lose it. And my man, paid Dak Prescott. I don't even like the Cowboys. But seriously, Dak Prescott, pay him. Pay him. So what he hasn't won a freaking playoff? You know what? Your whole team hasn't won a playoffs since damn Emmitt Smith and Troy Aikman. Get over it. You're not that good of a GM. You're a really good owner. That building is popping. You've made a ton of money. You have come up with your purchase of the Cowboys. But pay the man. Like, stop being a dick about it and pay the man. Because if you think Andy Dalton is going to take you to anywhere near the promised land that you have yet to reach with Dak, you're crazy. You're crazy, Jerry Jones. I like you. But <laughs> you're fucking crazy, man. You're crazy. I think you are crazy. Maybe you are losing your shit a little bit. That's a podcast for another day. And when we do that, we got to have a special guest. One of my cowboy fans. Actually, the only cowboy fan that I know. Damn. That nigga be going through it. But so do Jets fans. And probably more. Because Jets fans, ladies and gentlemen, not only have to deal with the fact that they're trash, but most likely if you're a Jets fan, you're a Mets fan. There is no coincidence that Jets and Mets are the same exact thing. Take out the J, put an M. You know what it equals? A loser. La who? Is that her? Shout out to my man, Jim Carrey. Sonic the Hedgehog. Fantastic movie. I'm just saying. He's the greatest villain ever. And my man is happy right now. My engineer is going crazy because the Philadelphia 76ers have just taken a one-point lead. On the San Antonio Spurs with 6.1 seconds left. But meanwhile, his Philadelphia Phillies is getting the ass whipped by my New York Yankees. Ooh, that's a great way to segue to baseball, ladies and gentlemen. Baseball highlights and updates coming up next. Scrap game. Holla, 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 holla. Here we go. Baseball time, y'all. Baseball time. Here's what we got going on Aaron Judge is red hot. Red hot. Equally as hot, Nick Castellanos. Man, the Cubs are missing him. Not really, though. In the standings, anyway, they're not. But, man, what a start he's off to. On the pitching side, Cole, DeGrom, fantastic start to feel bad for DeGrom, man. This dude is winless. Winless. With a below 2 ERA. Man, Mets. Get your shit together, man. Get it together. Just figure out the bullpen. Put Dylan Bethantes, who you signed this year, as your closer. Give him a shot. He can't be any worse than Edwin 
Diaz. He can't be. I understand you gave up picks for him. I understand you paid him. I understand that you won't admit how stupid that was. But please, 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 for the sake of my friends who are Mets fans, please give Dylan Pathanses the clothing job. Please. You just lost Cespedes, who got on a plane and dipped in the middle of a game. This dude did not care about pass and go and collecting $200. He was just like, yo, I'm out. I'm out. I'll text y'all when I land. And that's probably what he did because they couldn't get in contact with this man for forever. And then he just showed up back in Florida. And he was like, by the way, I'm out for the season. I'm done with this shit. And why? Because baseball is still being a shit show. <clears throat> Shout out to my voice cracking. By the way, apparently I still haven't had puberty yet. That's a story for another day. Baseball. You got the Miami Marlins. The second place Miami Marlins, by, by the way, uh, NL East. Shout out to the Marlins and Jeter's master plan of fuckery. Got the Miami Marlins. They started things off ruining shit. Still don't know how they got that much positive testing throughout their entire organization. It's Florida! It is Florida. It's true. It's true. All you have to do is close your beaches, Florida. All you have to do is close your freaking beaches, man. You guys are assholes. But anyway, we digress. Marlins, thankfully, they've now cleared whatever the COVID baseball protocol is. And they should be resuming play tomorrow. That should be fantastic. So now you get them back. And you lose the damn Cardinals. Who went to a fucking casino. Why? Why? It was the wings, Lou Williams. Yeah, no, no, no. They didn't go to Magic City. They didn't go to Magic City in Hotlanta. They decided to go to a fucking casino. Millionaires. Six-figureaires. They all making six figures, y'all. Why are you going to a casino, bro? You know we're in a pandemic, right? You know baseball's already hanging on by a thread because of the Marlins shit show, right? And what do you want to do? One of the most respected organizations in baseball? You decide, nah. Need to go hit that blackjack table. Roulette? Shit's calling me, bro. I am bored of shit. Where I am, I need to go hit this casino. And guess what? Now you're postponed. Now you're postponed. So everybody's played around 10 games, with the exception of Marlins. They've only played three. And we don't know if baseball is going to hang on, man. We're hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. So far, it's been interesting. We got the Yankees, the Twins, the A's, the Braves, the Cubs, and the Rockies. All in their divisions. All of them. Second place in each division, we got the Orioles, the White Sox, the Astros. Shout out to the Marlins again. Still holding down second place. And the Dodgers. Then we have a ton of teams. Pretty much everybody else is fighting for the wild card. Remember, we're allowing 16 teams into the major league playoffs this year. 16, not eight. 16. So everybody got a shot. Everybody got a shot if they make it through 60 games. Now, I said on my first podcast, I don't think we're going to get through 30. And I'm still holding true to that. There is nothing that has changed my mind outside of the Yankees and a bunch of other teams being responsible thus far, I still don't think we're going to do it. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. 
but I'm doubtful. But if we can get through the season, the playoffs should be so much fun, man. So much fun. The Padres, they look phenomenal. Who the hell thought the Rockies would be in first place right now? I definitely didn't. The Indians, with that pitching staff, man, if their offense can just do something, the Indians are going to be interesting. The Twins are powerhouse, but the White Sox are right there. The White Sox are no slouch, man. No slouch. The Braves, the Braves, full of young talent. Unfortunately, they lost one of their big guns today, pitching staff. Soroka Torres Torres Achilles on a freak play. Hopefully, you know, he's back. Speedy recovery because he's a hell of an arm. The Athletics, man, that's a team you don't want to see. The Cardinals, that's a team you may not see because they can't stay out the motherfucking casino, but they have a good team. Everywhere you go, the Cincinnati Reds have a hell of an offense. The Phillies are back playing. Shout out to them taking that ass whooping for my Yankees today. So far, anyway, bottom of the eighth, one out. Hopefully that stays true. But they have a shot. I mean, there's so many teams that has a shot. If we can just get through the season, how entertaining would that be? I mean, basketball is entertaining. Golf is entertaining right now. Shout out to golf. We'll get to that later. Baseball. Come on, baseball. Don't blow this. Don't blow this, man. Tighten up those protocols. I know Manfred said some crazy shit this week. Players got upset. You know what? Deal with it. Prove him wrong. Be responsible. Be responsible. Create your own little bubbles within each organization. Don't go outside, man. Get everything door dashed. DoorDash people need to eat. Uber Eats people need to eat. Postmates need to eat. Feed these people. Give them your hard-earned money. Let them earn that money and keep you safe. Come on, guys. 60 freaking games. 60 games. Let's get through it. Let's crown a champion. Hopefully the Yankees. Maybe the Dodgers. Maybe a dark horse. You never know. But let's have the opportunity to see it play out. I'm asking you, as a fan of baseball, please let it play out. Please, don't ruin this for us. Don't ruin this for you. God forbid we have a second shutdown. We're going to need our sports to keep us going. Because if I got to sit at home for another few months without the ability to do nothing but leave and go in my front yard, in my backyard... Granted, I know I'm blessed to have a front in the backyard. I'm going to lose my shit, people. I'm going to lose my shit. I might start camping out on my property just to imagine I was somewhere else. I'm just saying. That's bad. I can't do a podcast from my front yard. Or maybe we can do a podcast from the front yard. We can. We're doing one from the couch right now. Literally sitting on the couch watching the Utah Jazz get blown out. Utah Jazz are not having a good run of it, by the way, guys. I'm just saying. LeBron James and the Lakers look like they're getting right today. They can't do it against real teams, but they're getting right against Jazz. But anyway, I digress. Major League Baseball, get it together. Shout out to Javier Baez, by the way. Another incredible no-look tag today. God, that guy is amazing with a glove. Absolutely amazing with a glove. If you haven't seen that highlight, do it to yourself. Watch that highlight. And let's start a petition. Let's get Rick Sutcliffe off of ESPN. He's awful. He's absolutely awful. He's just as bad as John Cruck. They both 
should not be broadcasters. There should be an aptitude test you have to take for broadcasting. And then there should be a, are you a dickhead test that somebody needs to make up. Because those two guys are fucking dickheads. They just sound like dickheads. They say dickhead shit. They're making me say dickhead more than once in consecutive sentence. And now you're going to think that I'm a dickhead. Dickhead. See? It's already started. It's already started. Thank you, John Kruk. Thank you, Ray Stuckhoff. You fucking assholes. Baseball. Keep going. I like my Yankees. I like the Dodgers, man. I would like to see that series. But I'd like to see a really, really, really interesting NLCS and ALCS. Please give it to us. Let us have that. Because the sounds of the game that we're able to hear right now are phenomenal. And if you're not a baseball fan, just sit down, grab a couple of beers or a bottle, roll up if that's your thing, whatever. Eat an edible. If you do anything outside of those things, stop listening to this podcast immediately and go to your local AA meeting and figure your shit out. Because that shit ain't healthy. I'm just saying. That shit is not healthy. But anyway, if you're in the realm of the things that we accept here on this podcast, sit down and watch a game. And the sounds will entice you. They will illuminate you. And you will become a baseball advocate. You will be able to at least deal with a baseball game. I promise you. And if I'm wrong, you ain't got shit else to do. Pandemic, man. I just saved you a, a Netflix series that you'll binge later anyway, so it's fine. Give baseball a chance. The sounds of the game are fantastic. And let's enjoy it while we got it, because I still don't think we're going to get through 60, but I will be pleasantly surprised and happy if they prove me wrong. I still think we're leaning towards a strike after this year, and baseball will become a shit show and be on ESPN 8 Ocho, right next to Cornhole. That's my prediction. Take it or leave it, Fred Manford. Take it or leave it. Last hot take. Give J-Rod the Mets. Let's just see what happens with J-Lo and A-Rod as owners of an organization. I thought they pulled out. A-Rod never pulls out. <laughs> Ever. Shout out to my man A-Rod, though. He out here doing big things. Stop making TikTok videos, A-Rod. You look ridiculous. And the fact that you have no rhythm as a Latino man says a lot about your sex game. I'm just saying. We out here. Major League Baseball. Keep doing your thing. We love y'all. NBA's up next, y'all. Lakers busting that ass. Sixers fans be happy. You did it today. But can you do it tomorrow? I think not. Coming back to you live from Scrap Cave. We out here. We watching basketball. We watching basketball. Sorry, y'all. I had to sing it because we can't afford to pay for the licensing or whatever the rights are for that. My bad. Had to do it. But basketball, y'all. Basketball has been the MVP of the sports and life restart, kind of. They out here doing a damn thing. And just to make things better, the NBA has tweaked their testing policy to allow false positives on player testing 
for those guys to come back sooner instead of having to quarantine for the initial length of time that they had stated, which I believe was about four days. Um, if you had one positive test, I uh, could be wrong, but I believe that's what it was. So now these guys can come back faster, which is great, because then we get to see good basketball, because we have seen nothing but good basketball lately, and it has been absolutely fantastic. Guys, Friday, we had the Magic beat the Nets. We had the Blazers and the Grizzlies in an overtime thriller. If you didn't see that game, that game was phenomenal. And the Trailblazers have been a part of another phenomenal game, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But, man, the Trailblazers out here balling. The Suns beat the Wizards in the uh, Nobody Cares game. I guess the Magic and the Nets could qualify for the Nobody Cares game either too, right? Nah, that's messed up. But you will care about the Nets next year when Durant and Kyrie are back. So, you know, I guess there's that. The Bucks beat the Celtics. The Bucks are up and down, man. The Bucks, I'm not convinced. Even with Eric Bledsoe coming back, I'm just not convinced that they're going to come out the East because the Toronto Raptors are balling, y'all. The Toronto Raptors are balling. The East is going to be a dogfight. Anybody who thinks the Bucks are just going to go ahead and walk through the entire East, fucking mistaken. Sixers! You're also mistaken if you think the Sixers are going to do anything outside of possibly the second round. But we'll get to that later. The Rockets, another team that's out here just balling. Had a big win on Friday over the Mavericks. On Saturday, you had the Heat beat the Nuggets. It's a huge win for the Heat. That team's going to be a problem in the East. You had the Thunder, who's busting everybody's ass. Shout out to Chris Paul and his vegan lifestyle for completely rejuvenating his career. Shout out to fucking the Rockets. That was a trade that worked out for everybody, right? I think so. Westbrook is balling. Him and Harden are figuring that thing out. That small ball lineup is causing all kinds of problems for people because you can't match up with it, which is kind of crazy to me, but you just can't. Nobody's been able to do it for four quarters, and they just keep winning, man. It's impressive. It's absolutely impressive. But the Thunder are equally as impressive. You got Schroeder. You got Chris Paul. You got Shea Gilgis Alexander. Balling. All balling. Norland's Noel. Wow. 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 I never thought that his legs would be able to withstand an entire NBA season, let alone multiple seasons. But that guy is a defensive force. And he's your backup to Steven Adams. That team's going to be a problem, guys. That team's going to be a problem. They got shooters. They got their defensive guy back. Roberson, shout out to you after being gone for two years. Great to see you back and healthy. They're going to be a problem, man. They're going to be a problem. The Clippers beat the Pelicans on Saturday in one of the late games. Pelicans getting blown out from the beginning. 76ers got their ass bust by the Pacers. Shout out to TJ Warren. TJ Warren balled out. Had over 50. They had no answer for him. If I was a Sixers fan, I'd be worried that you got roasted by TJ Warren and you expect to go far in the Eastern Conference. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's not a good look for y'all, especially since you might see those Pacers again. And I think he's had like two of his three career games against the 76ers. So that's not a good look. Raptors beat the Lakers. Let me take that back. The Raptors busted the Lakers' ass. 
busted their ass. 107-92, y'all. And LeBron James and Anthony Davis, oh, they played. They played. Here's my biggest takeaway from that game. The Lakers really, 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 really miss Avery Bradley. They have no guard who can lock it down on defense. None. J.R. Smith can't do anything on defense. Fat boy water, waiters, nothing on defense. Crusoe the GOAT, shout out to his Instagram, by the way. Whoever is handling his Instagram is fantastic. But that guy cannot do anything on defense at all. The one guy you had to put the clamps down, opted out. And you did not do a good job replacing him. You went and got one of LeBron's besties. And we saw what happens when you give J.R. Smith meaningful times. Finals. Rebounds. Timeouts. No shooting. I'm just saying, J.R. Smith probably smokes more weed than the Dutch have clutch plays. Just saying. That's my takeaway from the Lakers. Bradley, you're missed, man. You're absolutely missed. But on Sunday, we had another epic game with the Trailblazers and the Celtics. That game went back and forth. Shout out to Jason Tatum. Shout out to Jalen Brown. Shout out to Gordon Haywood. Having a good comeback year, man. That team's going to be a problem. That team's going to be a problem. If Gordon Haywood can pull a Zion Williamson, and when he leaves the bubble for the birth of his child, if he can get tested every day and come back and only miss maybe one game at the most two, you don't want to see the Celtics. Y'all. I think my prediction, Celtics-Raptors, Eastern Conference Finals, seven-game slugfest. Slugfest. Young talent everywhere on the Celtics. They're hungry. They got rid of Kyrie, for better or for worse. They're just playing better without him. Whatever that says about each individual, that's on them. But collectively, they're playing better. The Raptors, until somebody proves otherwise, they are the fucking defending champs. And even though they don't have Kawhi Leonard, they got a whole lot of other dudes with rings that have been there, battle-tested. Eastern Conference Finals last year, was a problem. The semifinals, a problem. These guys are battle-tested. They know how to win, and they're showing it. And like I said before, Nick Nurse is a top-three coach in the NBA, y'all. Top-three coach. And you can make an argument for him being number one, X's and O's, in-game adjustments. There's nobody better. There's nobody better. There might be somebody you prefer, but there ain't nobody better. So... Raptors ain't going nowhere, y'all. Raptors are not. Shout out to the Pelicans today. Finally getting a big win over the Grizzlies. The eighth seed, or the fight for the eighth seed in the West, is going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. You got the Grizzlies still holding on to eighth spot. But on their ass. You got the Blazers. You got the Spurs. And you got the Pelicans. Now, I don't know what Zion did during the quarantine. Well, I can tell you what he didn't do. He didn't come in to the bubble on some Yurkic vibe, on some Embiid vibe, on anybody else that came in in shape. That dude looks fat, and I'm a Duke fan, and I love Zion. 
What I don't love right now is whatever his circle is. Whoever those people are, and there's still time, man. He's a rookie. He's a baby. I get it. But he needs somebody in that circle to put his foot up his ass because that dude should have came back ready to go. Lean, ripped. He had access to the New Orleans Pelicans facility throughout the pandemic shutdown because he was rehabbing. So he was able to go into those facilities and work out. I'm just saying. I don't know how often he went, but he was able to do it. Today, he came up big. He was a beast in the fourth quarter. He played more minutes. He was aggressive. He was assertive. And when he does that, the Pelicans are a completely different team because you have no answer for Ingram. You got no answer for him. You got ball holiday. Defensive ball hawks. Everybody else just falls in line, man. JJ. Josh Hart, all these guys, they know their role. Derek Favors, everybody know their role, man. That team, if they can get in, it'll be fun. But I don't think nobody wants to see the Blazers. The Blazers are ready to fuck shit up. Fuck shit up. If I'm a betting man and I'm not, I'm putting my money on the Blazers in that first round series. Their team is healthy for the first time all year. They're deep, considering everybody else played the entire time that Jorkic and Collins were hurt and out. Dame Dollar so far, that foot issue, non-issue. CJ McCollum doing his thing. Melo being steady. And shout out to Gary Trent Jr., man. Another Duke product, by the way, because they're everywhere out there in the bubble. Gary Trent Jr. is balling. He's balling. You can see that whatever's clicked, it's finally clicked for him. My man has got his swag. He's confident. He's knocking down threes, which is what he did at Duke. He's playing defense, which is what he didn't do at Duke. He knows his role. It's a dangerous kid, man. If he plays with that confidence the entire time and he got another guard, he can a little bit offset the loss of Ariza, even though I think Ariza is going to be a big loss for them when it comes to the playoffs so they can get there, just like A.B. Bradley is a ginormous loss for the Lakers. At least it could be a slugfest and they could outshoot people, they could outscore people, and it gives them more than a puncher's chance. I like them in the West to at least mess things up if they can get in. But I'm telling you right now, if nobody can solve the Rockets and you got to deal with James Harden coming down head at you for seven games and when he goes out the game, you put the ball in Westbrook's hand and he comes downhill at you for seven games with a bunch of shooters everywhere. If you don't have a dominant big man outside of Jokic. Maybe Porzingis. Maybe Porzingis. Not dominant, but I mean, he's versatile. You got nobody to match up with these guys. Nobody, no big man that can stay with them. So now you got to go small. And I put the Rocket small lineup against anybody's lineup at this point because they are fucking proving it. Night in and night out. These guys are balling. They were on a great run before the shutdown happened. They've come into the bubble. Hungry. Aggressive. Harden's picking his spots. Westbrook's going full bore, and these guys are getting into their corners, getting into their shooters' pockets, and they are letting it fly. It is impressive. 
You got Austin Rivers over there. Can go one-on-one. That team's dangerous, man. I'm telling you. I don't want to see them in the West. I don't think the West wants to see them. Ultimately, you can't go against LeBron, like I keep saying. So until somebody proves me otherwise, I'm going to keep riding with LeBron. But I tell you what, it's going to be interesting who gets that eighth seed. It's going to be interesting how four, five, six, and seven play out. Because right now they're all bundled. And honestly, if Denver don't get their shit together, they can fall out that three seed, man. Because they don't have Jamal Murray still. I don't know when Murray's coming back. I do know that they miss him. And if they fall out of that three spot, and Houston gets that three spot, my voice cracked again. Shout out to that. The playoffs are going to be interesting. The West is going to be interesting. The East is going to be extremely interesting outside of whoever the hell gets the eighth seed in the East. The seven and eighth seed in the East, they should just cancel it and just let two teams from the West come in. That's my theory on that. But, hey, I don't matter, right? So, I'm just saying, NBA, the bubble is working. The bubble is a success. They keep tweaking things. Thank you for tweaking things. Thank you for keeping it fluid. Thank you for not being so strict on one thing and not changing. I appreciate you, Adam Silver, as I always say. Shout out to you, as always. Shout out to everybody in that bubble that's doing their thing, from the reporters to all the team staff to the players themselves. Uh, I mean, shout out to even the Disney employees, man. They haven't bought that shit. By that shit, I mean COVID. Into the bubble to fuck anything up. So right now, everything is smooth. Basketball-wise, I love it. I appreciate it. We're being consistent with our viewership. We're getting tons of games a day. All these games, for the most part, are really close. Coming down to the wire, they're excited. Everybody's balling. I would love to hear some more audio. I would really love to hear some stuff that I'm not privy to normally. Give it to me, please. I do want to be an Ultra Michelob fan and get one of those little sideline seats. So I think I'm going to try that. Maybe I'll do that live on the next podcast. Yo, engineer, remind me about that. Maybe next podcast we'll sign up for one of these games. Probably not a Sixers game, even though you want me to sign up for that, but I don't think I want to. Unless they play a good team like the Pelicans or something. But maybe we'll try that out and see how that experience is, and we'll be able to uh, talk about that on the next podcast. But uh, shout out to the NBA, LeBron James. There's your best chance, man. There's your best chance, unless you get another guy next year to go along with you and A. Davis. This is your shot. Lock that shit up. Talk to your guys. Get them to fall in line. Because you and A.D., Y'all holding it down on defense, but ain't nobody else doing shit on that team. And scoring is cool and everything, but if you can't lock it down, you already know what's going to happen to you guys in the playoffs. Disappointment. Disappointment. Now, I don't want you to be disappointed, LeBron, because you're the great LeBron James. Not the greatest. That's MJ. But you are the great LeBron James in his current NBA situation. So shout out to NBA. Keep doing your thing. Keep giving us a great product, and we will keep watching, I promise. TJ Warren, keep busting that ass, TJ Warren. Keep busting that ass. Ben Simmons, shoot that three, baby. Shoot that three. And everybody, be grateful, because Kendall Jenner has a lover on the court for every game on the bubble. I don't know about you. But that's just impressive. I'm not even mad. Shout out to Kendall Jenner. She out here by herself, single-handedly, taking bets 
and showing the power of the pussy. You do that, girl. You control that thing. We back next week, y'all. We back next week. I'm going to end my segment with a, yeah, I said it, new portion of the podcast. Coming to you soon, y'all. Coming to you soon. Episode three in the books. We out here. We done did it. Shout out to all the sponsors that we don't have, but that we sponsored today. Shout out to Wawa for great coffee. Shout out to Starbucks for providing nitro brew in a can. Thank you for that. That is just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Shout out to our alcoholic beverage of choice today. We went with a portion of Blue Moon and a uh, portion of Screwball, which is a peanut butter whiskey. Pretty interesting. Pretty smooth. My engineer was throwing down some Fireball, which I can't mess with because it's Fireball. I don't know, nothing appealing about Fireball to me. But to each their own. Shout out to Target. Once again, got my money. And shout out to all the real estate agents out there. The real estate market is fucking crazy right now. Looking for a house is a shit show. If you don't like it, you're lucky. Because if you like it and you want it, it's sold before you even fucking see it. And if you see it and you don't have a higher bid, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. They don't even want you taking a motherfucking inspection of the house anymore. They just want you buying it. Off the rip. And these people ain't even putting on a good show. They're not even slapping paint on it, nothing. Just if you don't like it, fuck you. Somebody else will buy it or don't buy it. Be homeless. Don't even matter. So avoid the trap, y'all. Avoid the trap. Shit's crazy out here. But 2020, we're going. Shout out to baseball for not fucking up this week so far. It's only Tuesday. It's not even Tuesday. It's Monday, technically, still. Jesus Christmas. Baseball, you got a long way to go. Shout out to the NBA for doing its thing. Thank you to the NFL for providing us with the Jets and that shit show of a team. Stay safe. Stay blessed. And as always, mask up, y'all. We out.